Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. How are you doing? Let's go. Let's get this party started. I'm recording this and it is Easter Sunday. Just had my first round of gluttony take place. I was over at my wife's mom's house, my mother-in-law, did the whole brunch thing. A lot of kids searching for eggs, a lot of parents stuff in their face. That's what I'm coming off of, and I should have slowed down because the main event this evening is at my folks' house, and man, my mom does not know how to make it light on a holiday. Let me tell you, shout out to everyone who enjoyed their Easter, who consumed a large portion of calories. I know I did. I have some ham and pola sausage and who potatoes and who, who the hell else knows on the other side of this recording. So about to, about to hibernate. I am back from vacation. So vacation was good. We should all take vacations. Had a wonderful time in sunny Southwest Florida. When you have a little one for the first time, I think it kind of becomes more of a trip and less of a vacation. She was great, but man, you just, you're, you're working for those naps. Um, so you can relax a little bit, but it was fun. We did the whole First time in the water with dad and all that good stuff. And man, it was a blast. But I am excited to be sharing some thoughts regarding our hobby that we love on this episode. So let's get into it. I'm going to be talking about just maybe some mail that I got while I was gone. I put a picture up of, uh, I we did the whole hold the mail thing because I knew I had all, some pieces coming and I didn't want them sitting outside and I knew some stuff needed a signature so we held the mail and you know once I got the luggage unpacked and all the things going that was the first thing I, was, I said hey can can you watch watch uh, the little one for a little bit so I can go run to the mail uh mail station and pick up the mail and so we got that so maybe sharing some mail talking about some activity I asked the community to give me some recommendations on people I should be following so we're going to put some accounts and social pages over give you some new accounts of some collectors out there to follow. Um, and I'm going to talk about a set I like and some a set that of cards that I think is significant. And it, we're connecting the dots here. The set I'm covering is 2002 Finest Football. And there's a lot of reasons I want to cover this set, but the catalyst really is a mail day that I got from a generous person in the hobby so let's get into it i think for me just in this show and this brand and what i'm doing here i love it i love it i love providing thoughts i'm always constantly looking for things like where where can i put some more energy and how do i extend stacking slabs as a brand so i'm thinking a lot about that and i think a lot about the conversations that i have off air and off this show and I think about like what services can be provided for the hobby to the hobby. And right now, like certainly content is important and we've got some great content creators out there. And I, I'd hope that if you're listening to this show, you, you consider me a 
um, a, a important part of your content uh, consumption on a weekly basis. I like to sh- share. I like to share um, kind of what I'm doing, how I'm operating. I like to make it about the cards. I have a ton of interactions um, from individuals, and I feel like I'm in the center of it a lot of times. People asking me if I know anyone who wants these certain cards, or if I know anyone where to find, know anywhere, or anyone who has certain cards. And I think a lot about being a connector and I think about just professionally and what I've been kind of what I've done in life is connecting individuals around certain things, whether it's um, passions, whether it's, uh, you know, interests, business opportunities. And I thinking a lot about like, what does this mean? Like, is there an opportunity to begin to maybe connect collectors around cards? Um, I'm not talking about like Facebook groups or anything like that. There's plenty of areas and opportunities to do that. But I think I am trying to think about ways that I can give back, continue to give back and find opportunities and provide some sort of service to the true collector out there who is been looking for a card that is on their list for a long time and just don't know that somebody else in the hobby that, they are they don't know someone else in the hobby who might have that card and who might be willing to sell it but they just haven't been connected so i honestly like the platform doesn't matter the technology doesn't matter i'm just thinking a lot about just how can i connect like-minded people and cut out some of the things that are in the middle and in the way right now that we don't like so nothing formed i'm not launching a new product right now i'm not suggesting that tomorrow there's going to be some new big great thing that you're all going to join and it's going to change your hobby experience it's not the case i think over promising is not something that i like to do i like to under promise and over deliver so i'm just letting you know i'm thinking a lot about how i can take some of my superpowers we all have superpowers and strengths and some of what i have built with this show and make it something of substance that connects you to someone else who could potentially have that card you've been hunting for. Something I'm thinking about, but doing it and talking about it here holds me accountable. So there's a little sneak preview of some things I'm thinking about. I think cards are a vehicle for transactions, but for people who listen to the show and for me, they're way more than that. I think they're collectibles. And I think there is a big difference between people who operate in the hobby and who are in it to exchange cards to profit and make money. We all, of course, want to make money. But those who think about it more from the satisfaction of, man, these cards are in my PC and I know they're going up in value, but if I took the money out of them, what would I do? I would just want to go buy the card again. Like That's what I'm talking about. So. I am thinking a lot about the collector and how I can help benefit you and on the other side, benefit myself through it. More to come. I'm excited. Man, the Colts had a big pickup this week. Stefan Gilmore. That was something that I touched down in Indianapolis and I got the push notification. I knew we had sent out the jet and I knew we were kind of connecting the the dots and, and doing the whole... Uh, swooning and all that good stuff but man i 
am just thrilled. I, people, the, people were sleeping a little bit on the Colts offseason, but I think it's turned out to be really nice and forced to be reckoned with. Defense, every level is loaded. I'm excited. Do I think the Colts are out and I'm going to say Super Bowl next year? No, I don't overset my expectations, but I do like what we do. We do need some help on the offensive side of the ball with some receivers a little bit. Yeah, but there's a big draft coming up. And man, I have just been loving the draft. I've been drunk off of draft coverage. I'm so deep in the weeds, consuming content via audio, reading, checking out draft reports. I just, I love the NFL draft. Um, and it is something that I certainly will be talking about more and also all the implications, like how does this impact our hobby and what we're doing? Um, it always changes. It, it forever will. Um, but that's something that's, man, I can't believe it's coming up here quick. And right now is the best time to be a fan of your, your team because it's just all about optimism, baby. I've been talking a lot about activity in the hobby. You've heard me say catch phrases like be the CEO of your PC, be the GM of your PC. I've kind of put this up in my stories over the past week, but just to expand on it a little bit, I think for me, evaluation is always important. So it's evaluation from the outside of what is going on, what is available, what cards um, do other people have that I might be able to start a conversation with to try to pry those cards out of those PCs. Um, And then on the inside, like how can I evaluate my current PC and look for opportunities where I can take some equity out of cards and go and get a bigger card, you know, the whole consolidation thing. But I'm, I'm a firm believer in anyone who I've kind of had chats with and who have been just stacking a bunch of cards and never really done much. But the more I've had conversations about, you know, this has been a moment and a breakthrough for me of taking some cards out and moving into bigger cards or um, just going through the sales process is, is become uh, it's become eye opening. And I think it's, it's really become eye opening for me. And I think uh, for me, it's like the catalyst that starts the activity is really two things. I think a card be, and it's usually when I see a card that becomes available that looks appears on paper outside of my budget. And I think we all have budgets, but the budgets change when you think about how your cards in your PC can play a role with you acquiring it. Okay. So a five to 10 K card might be like, Oh, well, I don't have five to 10 K to go spend on a card, but that changes dramatically when you think about the value of your PC and how you can do the work to sell some of your PC to get the five and 10 K to be honest with you. And you all know this. If you're a longtime hobby vet, who's big, big in activity, you know that it's actually like not very difficult to go get five K, go get 10 K, go get 15 K. If you've got it in your cards and you've got cards that you're proud of, right? Um, Instagram, eBay consigner, in a week or two, or maybe even that day, that money becomes available. And then that card that becomes distant um, becomes a lot closer and becomes more manageable. It's kind of wild how quickly this, this can happen. And I know longtime vets are like, yeah, I know, we know this. But I think this is important for anyone who is not, not thought about 
or who has got that, who's been a part of getting that sticker shock and saying this card is outside of my league. So the two pieces of criteria really that I look at are traits from a card that creates an emotional connection for me. So it's a player, it's a product, some serial number, like a combination of all those things that make me want a card. Then the card has great potential or storage value um, at the time of the acquisition. So I, I, the E-Trader Joey, shout out Joey. I know you're listening. Um, he's one who's big on this. And I think the more he's ta- we've talked about it, the more I've really thought about it when you're buying in at a card. But it, a little bit of it is kind of the, you know, there's the feel good, the instincts, but then there's the quantitative side of it and like trends and following it but you know like i i know like i don't spread myself too thin so i i specialize in certain areas of the hobby and know when a card becomes available i i i have an instinct and a feeling at this point of like man this seems like a good time to buy and for me if i'm gonna buy a card that's a couple thousand dollars i i'm not gonna buy the card if i and if I don't think that that card has the opportunity to double over a three to five to 10 year period of time, like usually it's that conviction in the price point combined with player product, all these, they all come together and it's like, okay, it's an undeniable feeling. And you know it when it happens, when you see the price and then all the qualities of the cards line up and your card lines up and it's just, it's go time. You know, this moment. And I think there's this long haul mentality with, with our PCs and we, we buy these cars and we say they're going to be in our PC forever, but there's always something bigger and we're not millionaires. So I think getting new cars by lot, offloading older cards that I believe in that possess more straights that give me a stronger emotional connection and have higher upside is what I'm always looking for. Um, and, and it can be the, the growth of these cards shouldn't be overnight. Okay. So I, the card I put in my example is my Peyton shining stars, Pulsar rookie 98. It's shiny. It's not serial number, but it's short printed. When I bought the card, there's a total pop of PSA of 12. Now they're 16. I think almost two years later, it's gone up $17 and 50 cents over this time. It went up and then it went down a little bit. But for me, this is a card I'll never sell just because I, I have so much conviction around it. And I think Ultimately, the judgment day comes when you look at your PC and based on the criteria that I laid out of emotional connection in these traits, there you have such strong conviction that it's almost a separate pile in the PC that says these babies aren't going anywhere. But those that you don't have strong enough, if a card becomes available that you believe in more, then make some moves, baby. I think that's the fun part about sports cards. I got some mail. I'm fired up. I got a ton of mail. I put it up on my Instagram. I was like, I'm a degenerate here, but it was significant. So I did WWE Prism. I got some singles, nothing of massive significance. I did buy a card that I, I'm very proud of. I'm not yet willing to share. And when I get that, I, I will share that. Um, but it was a lot of stuff of guys that I like. I got some Rollins parallels. I got his blue and his orange. Um, I got an edge card, I think is red, but, uh, these cards, you know, they're cards that I made the mistake out, f- out front of saying, okay, I'm just going to spash Ben. But then, you know, a week later, the the price of these cards have gone down a little bit and I wish I would have waited. And then, so I started going in auction and 
picking these things off for a percentage of what they paid for. But I needed to get in the WWE Prism game. I needed some parallels in my PC, so I did that. Um, I will say it is, I think I shared uh, I shared a, a card with um, Drake. Shout out Drake, Drake's PC of the Mick Foley Gold Prism. And I don't, let's see if I can do this here. So some of these times when you're when you're producing and you're hosting a show um, at the same time, sometimes you just got to do stuff on the fly and you got to make it happen. So I'm, I'm looking about here. I got it. OK, checking my DMs. So I sent this to Drake because we've been talking about like waiting. <laughs> and so I think Mick Foley's gold prism is a good example. So April 9th, this card sold for 40 or five thousand dollars. Gold Prism out of 10. Then April 14th. So less than a week later, this the same card, different, di- different, um, different copy, but same card sold for 1100 So, I mean, that is like, wow. Like be, it's, be, it's a reminder to be careful, you know, not get overzealous. And I think that's crazy. So it just shows like stuff going up and people jumping, but then just waiting a little bit, like the benefits. So that was something I just wanted to call out. Um, but I got a banger. I got a massive card. I This is a card that I saw. When I saw a bunch of the Prism stuff coming up, I've been turning left. And I've seen my buddies who have these cards. And so Transcendent, Tops Transcendent, WWE, these things are ridiculous. Like gold border, autographed on card. You look at the price of sticker autographs and Prism in comparison. It's almost ludicrous of what some the, the difference is. So anyways... I saw a bunch of Prism cards going for a crazy amount, and it gave me validation that now was the time. I'm a big Matt Riddle fan. I've been following him for a while, UFC, then saw him on the indies, met him before. There's a Topps Transcendent uh, Matt Riddle Superfractor, one of one. So the last year of Transcendent, they did Superfractors, one per case. Um, The Riddle was available. Shout out Ben, who sold me the card. But I needed to jump on it. It was the now was the time. I figured if I didn't do it now, and they're beautiful cards. I'm gonna. I should have had. I should have it posted to my Instagram by the time this goes live. But fired up for that. Um, I got my Roman Reigns finest 2020 Super Fractor back from PSA PSA nine, and my Bianca Belair 2021 Chrome Super Fractor back. I landed a PSA ten on that. So it was just a good mail day. It was, it's nice to come home to some pieces a mail that you truly believe and you truly value. Um, so there was that, but then you, obviously that was, a, that was exciting, but the grand finale came when I got an unexpected package from the Macintoshes. So I want to shout out, you can fo- follow him at Timmer's card, Timmer's cards on IG. Shout out Tim and his family. He was so gracious, sent me a care package and had an awesome Matt Ryan. Prism signature card out of 10 with nice blue border. It's like some cold pack pulled. And he said, this needs to go on your PC. So I loved it. I appreciated it. Uh, But the stunner of all stunners came when I, when I looked at the other card that he sent me and I was taken aback when I saw this card. And there was several reasons why I was taken aback when I saw, saw this card, because one, this was the type of card that if it landed on eBay and a buy it now, I would bin it. And I probably wouldn't really care. Wouldn't really give a, a, a care about what the cost of the card was. It came from us. It was a player 
it came from a set and it was a parallel all of all the ingredients all the winning ingredients that i love so the card was 2002 tops finest marvin harrison gold refractor out of 25 i mean th- i posted on my ig go check out my page at stacking slabs hit that follow button if you're not already but man, is this card has all the elements. It's just gorgeous. I love 2002 Finest so much with all of my heart. And so because of this, I felt like it was a good time to maybe talk a little bit about 2002 Finest and why I love it. Before I do that, I want to make sure and thank DJ at Panini for coming by, talking a lot about WWE Prism. That launch, what went into it, hearing from the manufacturer side, got some really good feedback on that. Well, hopefully, we'll be doing more stuff like that. I think it's good to sprinkle in that in the content mix. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, Panini, for coming on Stacking Slabs. I've got a good one coming up. Got my man, Armando, Cards of Cascadia. We're going to be talking a little bit about card art, talk about his collecting. He's into soccer, into wrestling, but he's got a really good cause going on that benefits mental health and mental health awareness. So we're going to talk about cards, mental health. That's happening on Friday. So excited about that. But let's get into the set, okay? Let's get into Top's Finest 2002 and investigating sets. And I want to do a better job of investigating and spotlighting products. I think this is a product that probably has gone overlooked throughout the years for a lot of different reasons. However, I believe the true collectors out there know what's up with this set and why it matters. So I want to talk a little bit about it. I think so often from a macro level, sets and year of years of product are driven by the rookies. It's just the way it goes. So because the rookie class maybe wasn't as mage as other years, this year of finest has been overlooked. But for veteran collectors like myself, you look at laser in on this set and you're just like, oh boy, this thing has a lot of stuff that I like. So just 2002, if you're not a football historian, that's okay. I'm going to catch you up. Rookies, David Carr, okay? Man, I was a Colts fan playing against David Carr when he entered the league. Not much of an offensive line, not much of a chance to be successful. I always wonder if he was in a different situation to start his career, would he have made it? Who knows? Joey Harrington, there's a name. And I'll tell you what, Harrington and that curse of the Oregon quarterbacks, I never thought Justin Herbert was going to be anything because Oregon quarterbacks never really measured up in the NFL. Boy, was I wrong. Clinton Portis, Jeremy Shockey. Man, Jeremy Shockey, he used to party his ass off and go into his hotel room and work out because he felt guilty about it. What an interesting character. He was a phenomenon for a while. Julius Peppers, Ed Reed, how you doing? Dwight Franey. One of my favorite Colts of all time. So I found a site, uh, jplarson.com. So I stumbled across this site. It looks very retro. (laughs) I don't know when it was built, but I got a lot of good data from this site. So I want to shout that out, www.jplarson.com. So here's some information. 2002 Finest debuted in September of 2002. The set checklist is comprised of 62 veterans, 40 rookies, 14 veteran jersey cards, and 22 rookie autographs. Since 99, Tops made parts of the base set short printed. 
2002 is the first time that memorabilia and autograph cards are part of the base set. This started a trend that tops would follow fairly consistently through the 2000s until 2010. Each box comprised of three mini boxes. Each mini box contained six packs of cards. Each pack contained five cards. The MSRP for each mini box was 40 bucks. Boy. Some autographs were inserted as exchanges redemptions, which expired September 30th of 2004. The breakdown here. So another thing that wasn't called out that I'll call out here in a little bit on just some of the, the prints and the, the pack odds. Um, this was the first year, I think, which is significant of the X-Fractor. So X-Fractor, finest, short printed, all those good things. So you had, from a base perspective, you had vet jerseys at a, at a $9.99, vet jerseys at a $4.99, rookie autographs, 1 in 18 packs. You had refractors, the base refractors at a $2.50. You had a jersey refractor at a 250, and you had rookie autograph refractors at a 175. Now you have the golds. Give me the gold. So this Marvin Harrison is part of this lineage here. So the gold refractor is out of 25, one in 102 packs. Okay. Jersey gold refractors out of 25, one in 746 packs. You had rookie gold autographs. Out of 25, who knows? We don't know how many, what the pack odds are of those. Then you had the hot box, baby. Keep those hands up. You had the hot box X Fractors, which are there's 20 copies per player, one in 3,810 packs. So with only 62 base veterans, Tops needed to make sure everyone counted. Here you'll find Hall of Famers like Curtis Martin, Terrell, Terrell Davis. Tony Gonzalez, Jerry Rice, Jerome Bennis, Randy Moss, Marvin Harrison, Emmett Smith, Kurt Warner, Ray Lewis, Terrell Owens, young up-and-coming players like Tom Brady. You ever heard of this guy? Fresh off of his first Super Bowl win, Drew Brees. I've got the Peyton X-Fractor, okay, out of 20. It's one of my favorite cards in my PC. And it says, tucked away in the veteran jersey groupings are more Hall of Famers like LT, Chris Carter, Brian Erlacher, Tim Brown, Marshall Falk, Edwin James, Warren Sapp, and Brett Favre. I am just saying, you got all these Hall of Famers in a freaking beautiful set, beautifully designed. I love the design. I love the shine. I love the serial number of all of these cards. And man, there's so much focus on the new and what's happening now. And by God, for me, it's like, Look at a set that's so gorgeous like 2002 Finest. And yeah, the rookie class might just be okay. But man, the veterans. If you're a veteran Hall of Fame collector, the set rules. It kicks ass. There's a cold following for the set. It is so awesome. I have safe searches set up so I can just look at these cards, see cards. And man, I was talking about this on my story. And then what happened? The first time I've ever seen an Ed Reed X-Fractor out of 20 rookie card become available on eBay right now, man. And it's it's just, I think about Ed Reed and think about how uh, great of a football player he is. I think about how great of a product this is, how beautiful it is, how rare and scarce it is, and all of these factors. And it gets me so excited. I feel an emotional connection to it. He kicked my ass for so many years as a Colts fan, and by God, he's one of the best players I've ever seen. God, it gives me goosebumps. It gives me nostalgia. It's like, isn't this what collecting is all about? It's not about going out and grabbing the unproven guy who might do something down the road. Why would you waste your time 
when you can focus in and collect players that changed the way you looked at the game growing up in 2002 finest from a card of roster perspective does it it's the full freaking package so i want to say thank you tim at timmer's cards for allowing me to feel something with this marvin harrison gold out of 25 out of 25 and highlight this product if you got some tops finest 2002 that you love Post those things and tag me. I will reshare them. Let's go. I'm going to be talking more and more about different sets and things that make me feel something on future episodes. Before I get out of here, I want to just shout out the community. I asked the community, give me some people. Who are some people that we need to check out and follow? And you all came out in droves. So let me just like get through this real quick and we'll close out the episode and be on our freaking way. So my man, Cardi C, he gave me a whole uh, a whole myriad of people. Lee's underscore sports cards, Joey P pod at Hank Greenberg collector, Cardi- cardiac Jim, JB's Jalen Brown PC, Ovechkin the Great Eight. My man, Cards of Castadia said, LAFC.Gunner. He's curated a killer high end collection, but he also genuinely loves the game. The captions to his posts always have depth to them. I always appreciate that. And he keeps a pulse on soccer through his IG stories. Man is obsessed with this sport. I love it. MG Tech, Panini Hockey, because Panini doesn't make hockey anymore. I love it. Jillavision, Jordan Collector 6, no frills, just lets the cards do the talking. Magenta Placenta, at Elite Co. 3, because he's the GOAT, always on the grind. Miller Time Cards, shouts out Drake's PC, because he loves his main collections and the stores behind stories behind it. Shaq Collector underscore DE says colors of cards for the coolest card designs on Insta. My man Kevin M. Cormier at Oz underscore the underscore people's underscore mailman has some nice Iversons and cool graphics for his daughter. Mostly 90s basketball card noob. A great display of all the greatest 90s cards of Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones was the killer. Boston underscore sports cards, iconic collector, gives amazing info, breakdown of cards and the importance in the hobby. I, I love iconic card collector, just a freaking killer page. Kenny underscore cards, Swiss Pippin collector, amazing page, reminds me so many sweet sets, nostalgia. My man, Adam, Joe Montana, 16 collector, great Montana rice collection, along with Niners and NFL greats. And my man Drake's PC at DeCaptain37 inspired me to look for Mannings he had that I loved. I agree. DeCaptain37, if you're not all following him already, what are you doing? If you like what I'm doing over here, hit the subscribe button, leave a review. Most importantly, tell a damn friend. I got my man Armando Cards of Cascadia on Sagna Slabs this Friday. Let's go. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 